and now an ad from dad <clears throat> all right save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive can i take these off all right what is this this looks good wow that's what man where did you get this i'm talking to you with the hair yeah where did you get this it's good stuff that's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey! Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It's June, it's the 29th of June, it's 2017, and it's Thursday... Five early games, eight late games, a lot to talk about here on the podcast today. I'm excited for the slates. Um, It's always fun to get these split slates with um, some actual pitching options, some hitting options, and um, overall a pretty good slate on both sides here. So I'm excited to get going here. But before I do that, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, Make sure you guys head on over there, check them out, playdraft.com backslash grinders for the 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. Take advantage of that deposit bonus. It's awesome. The site is just, it's definitely one of my most played uh, DFS games now. Um, I play a lot of action over there on Playdraft. I enjoy it. The app is very easy to use. It's right there on your phone. So make sure you guys are checking that out. They got golf. They got baseball. They even got some NFL best ball up, um, so make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, with that being said, we're going to jump right in. We got Texas at Cleveland, 9.5 total here. Andrew Kashner against Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber, a 247 favorite, massive favorite here on this slate uh, for good reason. He's definitely the best pitcher on this early slate and um, definitely the guy we're looking at to pay up for. Um, you know, facing, facing Kastner on the other side here, he's coming off the DL, um, to make his start first start back from the DL oblique injury. Um, I haven't seen anything as far as pitch count goes. Um, it doesn't matter. We're not really playing Andrew Kastner anyway. Um, we got a hot Cleveland offense against a pitcher that is bound to get blown up eventually. Um, you know, the numbers just scream regression. His XFIP in Sierra almost two runs higher than his ERA. So everything screams regression with Kashner. I know he's been a guy that's been really frustrating this season to kind of figure out, but he's definitely somebody that I'm looking on, looking to pick on here. And then, like I mentioned, Corey Kluber, um, excellent spot here. As far as the Rangers go, they're right around the top 10 in Team Woba and ISO against right-handed pitching this season, but they are striking out a bunch. Uh, 24.1% against right-handed pitching this season is their strikeout rate. So there's definite upside here for a guy like Kluber who has over a 30% strikeout rate this season. So he's really turned it up um, since struggling at the beginning of the season. So I like Kluber a lot in this matchup and um, definitely don't mind paying up for him. As far as the Rangers' bats go, there's really nothing here that I'm going to you know, play. Even on this small five-game slate, I don't see a reason to pick on the best pitcher on the slate. And um, 
you know, I'll pass. As far as the Indians bats go, I do think that some of these guys are interesting against Kashner. Um, he, he does have a really high ground ball rate against righties this season. He's not giving up a lot of home runs to righties. So maybe you avoid um, E5 here and Napoli and Young Gomes. And you look at Kipnis, Lindor, Brantley, Ramirez, Chisenhall. You look at the lefties here. I think that's the approach that I would take. Um, you know, there, there's bound to regression. Like I said, Against lefties this season, he has a 319 Woba with a under 9% strikeout rate, 31% hard contact rate. His ERA is 3.74 with a 6.24 XFIP against lefties. Um, there's regression coming. I'm just going to keep playing it, and it's eventually going to pay off in a big way for me. So definitely like the Cleveland lefties here. We move on to Kansas City at Detroit. Um... Jacob Junis against Michael Fulmer. Nine and a half total here. Fulmer favored by 172. The wind blowing in pretty heavily here in Kaufman today. Um, 17 miles an hour in from right center field. Um, it's definitely something to monitor. We'll have to see what Kevin Roth has to say about that and the weather in this game. As far as the pitchers go, um, you know, Jacob Junis is a guy that I do think is going to be a pretty good major league pitcher. I just don't think he's ready yet. Everything we've seen from this guy has just been hard hit. And, you know, you got a team that's full of right-handed bats. And in 14.2 innings this season against righties, he has a 392 Woba with a 45% hard contact rate. So I do think Junis would be good. I just don't think he's ready. Um, I think we see him go back to the minors here very soon. And um, I definitely will talk about the Detroit Bats here in a minute. As far as Michael Fulmer goes, um, pretty safe here. Um, you're not getting him at a discount. You're paying up for him. He's the third highest priced pitcher on DraftKings today. So it's going to be kind of hard to work in Kluber and Fulmer and some of these bats. But if you want safety um, and you just want to pay up, you know, I don't hate the fact of going Fulmer and Kluber. Um, you know, there's another guy, Peacock. He's definitely in play. And um, don't really like any of the cheap pitchers today. I was going to mention that at the beginning. But, you know, just going through this slate, it's really going to be probably, you know, a combination of Kluber, Peacock, and Fulmer for me. And, you know, to try to get some bats in, if we don't get any value, um, you know, maybe you're looking at Peacock and Fulmer. But anyway, um, Fulmer definitely in play. Um, I think he's the third best pitcher on the slate today. As far as the Kansas City bats go, um, they are hitting the ball hard. You know, finally starting to hit the ball hard. Um, they had a good game last night. Um, don't think I'll go there on this slate, but I wouldn't try to talk you off of like a Moustakis, a Bonificio, a Kane. Um, if Perez catches, which I doubt he will after a day night or night day game. Um, and then on the Detroit side, it's really the right-handed bats here. Love the righties in this matchup. Um, like I mentioned, Junis has struggled with righties. He struggled with lefties too. Let, let's you know, let me set the record straight. Like he struggled with lefties too, but at least he's been able to get ground balls against lefties. He's given up a ton of fly balls to righties. So realistically, I'm going to be looking at the right-handed bats here for the Tigers um, and loading up on them as much as I possibly can here. Um, you know, price. Price be willing and, um, you know, always having to worry about the salary cap. Oakland at Houston. Daniel Gossett against Brad Peacock. No total in this game yet. Um, 
you know, I mentioned Peacock is a guy that will be really solid here. Um, you know, he hasn't pitched in a few days. It's like nine or ten days. Um, he was on the paternity leave. So you kind of worry about that. But I think he'll be good to go here. His last start was against Oakland. He put up 27 DK points in that start. Eight strikeouts, one earned run on four hits and five and two-thirds. And, you know, you get a team in Oakland who definitely strikes out a bunch against right-handed pitching. So, you know, 25% strikeout rate against righties. We know Peacock has shown a ton of upside this season with strikeouts. Um, his strikeout rate is over 30% this season. It's just been phenomenal. He's been pitching really well and, um, you know, just all around a guy that, you know, I definitely like here. Definitely number two, um, you know, if you can work him in Klubrun, it's great. Maybe you're looking at, like I said, Peacock and um, Peacock and Fulmer, but I do think Peacock is the def definite second best pitcher on the slate behind Kluber here. Um, no interest in Gossett for me. He's not been terrible, but he's given up a bunch of hard contact to righties in the small sample size we've seen, and this team is just full of right-handed Bauer bats, so... I'll pass on Gossett. I don't want any of the Oakland Bats here. Um, and I've been playing Oakland Bats quite a bit in this series. Uh, Chris Davis and Ryan Healy have really come through for me in this series. The Houston side, you know, I don't see myself playing them. I think if you were going to play them on this slate, you would probably attack them as a stack. Um, you know, it's a young pitcher who has given up, you know, quite a bit of home runs to righties um, in the small sample size we've seen so far. So maybe you're looking at the right-handed power bats here, and um, they're always kind of in play. But you can't play everybody, and, you know, it's just how the slate kind of goes down here. So St. Louis at Arizona, Lance Lynn against Patrick Corbin. 10 total here. Corbin, a slight favorite at minus 119. I think this is a game we're going to be looking at a lot of bats. I think this is going to be the chalky game on this five-game early slate. And for good reason, Lance Lynn, definitely nothing special this season. 356 Woba to lefties. Uh, only a 16% hard or soft contact to lefties. Uh, righties, he's been better. Tends to be really good against righties throughout his career. But when we look at this lineup... You know, you're not fading Goldschmidt against anybody. Uh, Blanco, Peralta, Lamb, Herman, if he's in there. You know, the Arizona lefties, um, definitely in play. Like I said, if you want to pay up for Goldschmidt, you know, he's never a fade. Um, as far as the Cardinals go here, you know, we get Corbin, a guy that really struggles with righties. 371 Woba against righties. 36% uh, hard contact, a lot of home runs, just just continues to struggle with right-handed bats. Um, even with his ground ball rate, he's still giving up a bunch of home runs. Um, wouldn't go out of my way to target the lefties against Corbin. Um, he has a 56% ground ball rate against lefties, so I'll pass there. But you know, looking at this spot, I do think it's a spot you can look at Pham, Piscotti, Jerko, Gruchek, um, Dijon. Yeah, all these right-handed bats for St. Louis, I think, are in play here. Last game on the slate, we have the Chicago Cubs at Washington. Nine and a half total here. John Lester against Joseph Ross. Um, we're really going to put this theory to test. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Anytime Joseph Ross starts, we stack um, the Washington Nationals. And 
it's not the best matchup in the world here against Leicester. So we're really going to put this to test today. Um, you know, if you're only playing one lineup, you're probably not doing it. But if you're playing multiple teams here, I think you are looking at it just because of the pure fact that they just continue to put up a ton of runs when Joe Ross is pitching. I have a note on my computer that says play Washington bats when Joe Ross is pitching. So I don't think either one of these pitchers are in play today. Um, you know, Lester, like I said, tough matchup against Washington. And Joseph Ross is a guy that continues to struggle mightily with left-handed bats and you know I, I guess I guess he would be interesting depending on what lineup we see for the Cubs because we know we know they just got rid of Contreras or I'm uh, not Contreras uh, Montero so Contreras would be in there it's a righty to add to this lineup Chris Bryant just went down so we'll have to see if he's in the lineup with the ankle sprain so I guess it really is just going to depend on what kind of Chicago loves Cubs lineup we have here. If, you know, Rizzo's the only bat in that lineup that we're kind of worried about, maybe Joseph Ross is a tournament flyer. Um, you know, outside of Rizzo, I don't really like any of the bats here. So, you know, I just, I don't see myself paying up for any of these guys. It's going to do it for the morning slate. We're going to get into the eight-game main slate now. We're going to get started with Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. Chris Archer against Jamison Tyon. Eight total here. Um, you know, we do have Kershaw on the slate slate. He's definitely the guy, the ace. Um, but you have to kind of consider Price. Not David Price, but he is pitching on the slate. But, like, I meant... Um, like price tag, Kershaw's 13-3, Archer's 11-3. You know, there's a big gap there. Um, you know, Kershaw probably definitely the safer of the two, but I do, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if you know Archer's a guy that definitely puts up some points in this matchup against Pittsburgh. We look at it, the Pirates continue to be a bottom ten team against right-handed pitching this season, and almost every statistic. Um, they still don't strike out a bunch. That's the problem with playing pitchers against the Pirates. They just don't strike out a bunch. Um, we know Archer's going to get his strikeouts, especially if they throw a lot of right-handed bats at him here. He has a 29% strikeout rate against righties. Uh, just been phenomenal against righties. And a 29% strikeout rate overall. Like He's still striking out left-handed bats too. So He's going to build him build in some strikeouts, but... You know, I, I don't ever think I, I I say this, but I think today is probably the day you pay it for Kershaw. Um, you know, I, I like being the guy that says play the next best guy that has some upside. Um, but I think Kershaw is definitely in a great spot. Jamison Tyon on the flip side here, um, a guy that you know he's gonna be good. He's a top prospect. He's gonna put it all together eventually and just start you know pitching well. He's limiting the hard contact against lefties. He has a massive ground ball rate against lefties. I think that's definitely something to note. Um, as far as he goes, you know, 55% ground ball rate against lefties this season. And the hard contact is only 22%. And you look at the Tampa lineup and they're just full of lefties. So maybe on a slate that you know you don't have a ton of pitching options here on the slate slate maybe you're looking at Jamison Tyon um as an interesting tournament 
you know, flyer type, really low owned play here. So I don't hate him. Uh, we know Tampa can strike out a bunch as well. As far as the Tampa Rays go, um, you know, not a lot standing out to me here. Um, Souza maybe as a one-off. Dickerson's in play every day. Um, but maybe it's just Susan and Dickerson. That's all I'm looking at here. And on the Pirates, I don't see anybody that I would play against Chris Archer. So I'll pass there. There's a ton of offenses on this slate. You're going to see we're going to have a lot of 10 totals here on this late slate. Baltimore at Toronto. Abaldo Jimenez against Jay Happ. Uh, 10 total here. Happ a 197 favorite against Baltimore. Baltimore going to run out. You know, probably a full lineup of right-handed bats against Hap here. Hap, 286 Woba, 27.9% strikeout rate um, against righties this season. Ground ball rate goes is about the same. Um, he doesn't give up as many fly balls to righties as he does lefties. The hard contact rate, right around 31%. The walk rate, under 5%, which is phenomenal. Um, we like targeting Baltimore with left-handed pitchers. Pulling up um, their projected lineup here, you know, twenty six percent strikeout rate against lefties in this projected lineup. Um, so I actually don't hate the idea. You know, Hap has a higher strikeout rate against righties. Um, I don't hate the idea of looking at a J Hap here. Um, he's interesting. He's definitely interesting. Um, at eighty seven hundred, I don't see a lot of people probably touching him at this price tag. Um, he's he's kind of he's lost both games to Baltimore this season, but he's averaged 18 DK points against him in two starts, so it's interesting. I think he's interesting here. I really do. Um, just how this slate kind of pays out, I think Hap is interesting, and the fact that he's interesting definitely because I love targeting pitchers with a lead, and I expect Baltimore to put up a bunch of runs, or Toronto to put up a bunch of runs here against Jimenez. Abaldo is a guy that I love to pick on. He is just not good. He continues to get shelled. I understand. I just don't understand how he still has a gig. Nine earned runs in his last start against Tampa. A little bit better against St. Louis. Two earned runs the start before that, but the start before that against the White Sox, he definitely didn't look good. So he is a guy that can get blown up. So you know, Toronto. For the third straight day are is going to uh, break our hearts here because they're definitely in play. Um, looking at all these guys, you know, Baptista, uh, Martin, Donaldson, Smoke, Morales, Tulowitzki, all these guys firmly in play. As far as Baltimore goes, I don't mind taking a shot with like a Rickard, um, a Mancini, Wellington, Castillo, like these guys I don't mind taking shots on, um, but I, I'm not going to have a lot of Baltimore exposure on this slate. I really am looking at Toronto a lot more here. Milwaukee at Cincinnati, Jimmy Nelson against Homer Bailey. Um, not the sexiest matchup here, another 10 total. Um, Homer Bailey, a guy that has not logged a lot of innings or, you know, what, two innings or no, three one start, and yeah, it was 1.2 innings. I thought it was two. He got crushed in Wash or against Washington in his first start back from you know injury. 
One and two thirds, six hits allowed, eight earned runs, uh, only two strikeouts, minus 13.7. Just got shelled. Everything he was throwing to those lefties, they were just mashing him. The righties hit him hard. Um, you know, we look back at Homer Bailey's stats in 2016. He had a 428 Woba against lefties and a 316 Woba against righties. Doesn't give up a bunch of hard contact. Definitely a higher swinging strike rate against righties. So you just want to kind of attack Homer Bailey with the lefties here. The velocity was right there at 93, which Travis Shaw, dum, dum, dum. Um, and I don't like Jimmy Nelson in this spot. You know, this is a ballpark. I don't typically like to take pitchers. Um, I would take a pitcher in that Pittsburgh game. Like, I would take a shot on Tyon before I would take a shot on Jimmy Nelson on the slate. So... And they're kind of in the same price range, so um, that's what I would do. The Milwaukee Bats, uh, Eric Thames just continues to struggle. He's eventually going to pop out of this struggle and just you know have a bust-out game. I've been playing him every day, so I'm going to definitely look at him here once again today. Just because I have so much invested in him at this point, um, I'm not missing out on that blow-up game. I like Travis Shaw a lot in this spot. Um, you know, I already kind of mentioned that Homer Bailey, even last year, struggled against lefties. He really struggled against lefties in that first start back against Washington. So, do you like Travis Shaw here? Um, don't mind the nerd, Sogard, depending on how roster construction goes. And then on the red side, Jimmy Nelson, a guy I don't think I've stacked against him yet this season. Um, we look at the numbers for Nelson this year. 332 Woba against righties. His soft contact rate is higher than his hard contact rate. He has a 60% ground ball rate against righties this season. Against lefties, his numbers are just kind of neutral. Not a fly ball, not a ground ball guy. 297 Woba. A lot more hard contact against lefties. So if you're playing anybody against him here, you're looking at Votto and Shebler. If for some reason Vado's not in the lineup, gets a day off or something, maybe you'd look at Jimmy Nelson. But 10 total in this ballpark, it's very risky. New York Mets at Miami, 9 total here. Seth Lugo against Jose Arena. Um, you know, Lugo, a guy that I kind of had interest in last start, and I played him a little bit. Didn't really work out. Um... Wasn't the worst start ever, but gave up some earned runs to San Francisco. Um, he was he was pitching pretty good, and then just kind of got you know one bad inning. Um, he's not a guy that has any strikeout upside. The strikeout upside is pretty limited with uh, Lugo. You know, we look at twenty percent against righties, eleven point six percent against lefties. So not a lot of strikeout upside here against the Miami Marlins team that's actually pretty good. Uh, they're getting healthy and this team starting to come together so i don't think i'll play lugo on this spot and the arena continues to not get blown up um you know that's the easiest way to put it 262 woba against lefties um only two home runs allowed in 32.2 innings to lefties massive babip at 210 his xfip is almost almost three and a half runs higher than his era against lefties there's massive regression coming here uh, for Arena, so I don't mind, you know, 
looking at like a Mets stack in a in a large field tournament here um, because Urena is eventually gonna you know he's eventually gonna have that start where he's gonna regress. Uh, he's not gonna keep a two ten BABIP against lefties. Um, as far as the Marlins go, don't mind them either. Uh, like I mentioned, Seth Lugo not a guy that's gonna strike out a bunch of people. So we're looking at Justin Bohr, uh, Ozuna, Yelich, Stanton on the Marlins side. If you want to play those guys, um, not the best ballpark in the world, but they'll definitely be under own here on a eight-game slate. Minnesota at Boston, ten total here. Kyle Gibson against David Price. Um, David Price a minus one eighty-six here against Minnesota. Um, Kyle Gibson's bad. Um, there's not much that needs to be said. He stinks against righties. Um, you know, 395 Woba, 37% hard contact against righties. 399 Woba, 39% hard contact against lefties. Small strikeout rate. Um, neutral ground ball, fly ball guy. More of a ground ball pitcher to righties, but neutral to lefties. He's just not good. Um, David Price, I'm still taking the wait and see approach. The price is really cheap at 7700 but I just I need to see David Price just come out and have a dominating game before I can play him. And I just don't see that really happening in this start against Minnesota. As far as the Minnesota bats go, um, you know, Dozier's risky. Sano is risky, but those are the guys you're looking at. You're looking at the power righties here in this ballpark in Fenway. And then on the Boston side, I definitely don't... Boston's probably one of the top stacks on the slate. You know, they're not hitting a bunch of home runs, but Kyle Gibson is just so bad that they could pour on, you know, six, seven runs before the third inning against Gibson. He's just that bad. So definitely like the Red Sox stack. You know, Gibson, a guy that, you know, even walks people too. So like stacking against Kyle Gibson, and I'm definitely going to do it here with the Red Sox. Yankees at White Sox, Luis Castilla against James Shield. Ten and a half total here. Castilla, a small favorite at 140. You know, we don't have a ton of data on this guy. Um, he pitched a little bit last year and had a 10.8% swinging strike rate, 16.1% strikeout rate. Really hasn't been a massive strikeout guy in the minors, so... I don't see myself using him here. You know, we talk about the White Sox being better um, as the season is going along here. James Shields against the Yankees. Home run derby is in session. Um, Shields just gives up a ton of home runs. Just a ton of home runs. He's been giving up a ton of home runs since the start of last year. Um, Yankee stack, top stack on the slate. It's not close. Um, I do like the Red Sox a lot, and I like Toronto, but man, you get the Yankees against a guy like James Shields. You're just you're loading up on the Yankees bats here, and they're one of the reasons that you know you have to kind of decide Yankees bats or Kershaw. Um, it's a tough decision for sure. Um, as far as the White Sox go, I don't mind Abreu. I don't mind Matt Davidson. Um, he's a guy that continues to hit right-handed pitching really well. Outside of that, not really seeing a lot here. Atlanta at San Diego, Jaime Garcia against Lamette. Um, eight and a half total here. You guys already knew right when you saw Lamette on the slate that I was going to like him. 
you know, we, we talked about multiple times about his strikeout rates, you know, in the minors, and we've seen him come up now and 26% strikeout rate against lefties, 38.5% strikeout rate against righties. We know the Braves don't strike out a bunch. That is, you know, the downside to playing him here. You know, their projected projected lineup has around a 20% strikeout rate against righties. Um just Lamette's been fantastic. Uh, he's just given us a ton of upside. You know, he definitely has downside. When he faces left-handed heavy teams, he struggles. He struggled um, in 14 innings this season. Um, his WOBA is 466. 43% hard contact rate. Uh, a fly ball guy. But luckily, he pitches in Petco today. And that's going to definitely help him. Um, I think he's definitely in play. Um, I don't mind taking like a Matt Adams against him. I definitely don't like Jaime Garcia here. Just not the, the strikeout guy. Like, you know, anytime we get a lefty against the Padres or a righty against the Padres, that's a strikeout guy. They're always interesting, but Jaime Garcia is just not a guy that's going to go out and get you a bunch of strikeouts. So I don't like him in this spot. Um, as far as the Braves, like I said, Matt Adams in play, um, Inciarte, Matt Marcakis maybe, but that's about it. And then on the Padres side, like every day Renfro against lefty. I play him every day against lefty. Not going to stop now, but not going to go out of my way to stack San Diego in this spot against Jaime Garcia. Just not a lot of upside. Massive ground ball guy. Um, Last game of the night. Dodgers Angels, um, the LA series yet again. It's Clayton Kershaw, JC Ramirez, seven and a half total. Um, you look at it, and you know, Kershaw, I don't even have to read you guys' his numbers. You guys know he's phenomenal. Uh, the Angels don't strike out a bunch, but we look at the Angels lineup against lefties this season. You know, Escobar has a 394, Wilbur Molinado has a 395, and then nobody else is over 330. They're just not good against left-handed pitching. Um, you know, Kershaw has been phenomenal. Big strikeout upside, even in this matchup against the Angels. You know, he has given up a little bit more home runs this year, which is always concerning. But I just, I'm going to trust it, and I'm definitely going to have me some shares of Kershaw here. Um, and then on the other side of this game, J.C. Ramirez. The thing about J.C. Ramirez is... We don't have a ton of sample, but in 38 innings, um, he has a 399 Woba with a 45% hard contact against lefties. His numbers against righties are really solid, but he just continues to struggle with lefties. So if you want to attack him with the Dodgers lefties here, um, I have no issues with that whatsoever. Bellinger, Jock, Grindall, kind of the three guys that I would attack him with. Justin Turner continues to be hot. So don't mind him, but I'm uh, not going not gonna to load up on the Dodgers like I usually do here um, until this lineup starts to get a little healthier. So it's interesting slate, um, the morning slate and the late slate. There's a ton of ways to go. I like it a lot. Um, if you're playing over there on FanDuel, I like Peacock a lot um, in the early slate to kind of get away from Kluber. Um, really solid discounted price for Peacock. That's it. Um, some home run derby. Because you guys always love the home run derby. Let's see. I'm going to go with... 
Oh, man. I'm going to go Mitch Moreland. Trying to go three off the radar picks here. Um... Let's see. Morales. Oh, no, I don't want to go first baseman, first baseman. So I'll go... Oh, man. Uh, Joey Bats. Probably Chalk. And then Scott Shebler. There we go. That's it. That's going to do it here for this Thursday. Um, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you guys head on over there to check them out. Playdraft.com backslash grinders for the best deposit bonus in the industry. 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. Take advantage of it. They got all kinds of stuff going on over there, so make sure you guys are checking them out. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday. If you, if, uh, good luck in your contest tonight, and we'll see you then. Bankroll management might not be the sexiest part of daily fantasy, but it's an important one. And that's why we've launched the DFS Analyzer. DFS Analyzer will help you easily track your results and then use them to your advantage. Just upload your contest history and in seconds, DFS Analyzer will show you winnings, ROI, records by sport, contest type, and more. Don't just view your results, analyze them and gain an edge. Try our free DFS Analyzer tool, become a smarter, more process-oriented, hopefully more profitable DFS player. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.